everybody, this is Laura from Next Studios, and you're listening to The Next Thing. I'm sitting here with John McDonald. How are you doing this morning? Doing all right. Laura, we had a little uh, equipment problem this morning, so Laura and I are sharing a microphone. No worries about COVID or anything, because we're fully masked even here in this podcast studio, which is a complete lie. So, we'll see Are you excited to kick off our very first episode? I couldn't be possibly more excited, particularly who we've got here with us today, which is really super cool. I do think we have a pretty cool guest. We've got Brian Avery in the studio with us, who is the VP of Technology and Digital Strategy at Star Financial Bank. Welcome to the show, Brian. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Brian, what in the world does that mean? What's your title mean? Uh, so I oversee uh, Star uh, Bank's technology and, and digital banking teams. Uh, so that's IT, uh, technical support, all the way to the, the apps that we deploy to our customers, loan portals, the, runs the whole gamut. That seems like a pretty big job. Do you have anybody helping you with that? I have a fantastic team uh, who keeps everything uh, running, keeps me in line um, so that I get to focus on the next things that we're doing with our customers and what we can offer them. So you can come here and do awesome things like this podcast with us today, too, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Laura, what kind of questions do we want to ask Brian today? Well, I saw something exciting happen with StarBank, that you were the first Indiana bank to offer Bitcoin services to your customers. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, we've launched a, uh, a new, new function in our mobile app that allows our customers to buy, sell, and hold uh, Bitcoin. So what motivated Star to enter the crypto space? So you know we're always looking at, at what's uh, what emerging uh, technology services or financial services that we can offer our customers. Uh, I think you know Bitcoin for us is something we know that our customers are doing today. They've told us uh, it's something that they're they're interested in, and so we wanted to offer a really easy way for anyone who's already in the space to get involved, but also you know leverage our status as a trusted advisor um, and as a company that uh, all of our customers choose to bank with us because they trust us, give them an easy way to get into something that's very new and maybe a little intimidating. Brian, what is cryptocurrency? I think there's a lot of people that claim they know what that is or have heard about it before, like educate everybody. What is it? Yeah. So, so cryptocurrency is really a, just a digital form of currency. And if we, you know, I think you have to think about like, what is currency really? Right. So it's just a way to store value. Um, and I, I like to tell the story of, you know, originally currency came from goldsmiths, right? And not necessarily you would think maybe banks or something like that. But, you know, originally, if you, you had gold and that's how you stored value, whether it was coins or bars or anything like that. And eventually people decided that was heavy. And they didn't want to carry it around. So you had goldsmiths who were working with this stuff all day. They had vaults. They could store it. So I could take my gold to the goldsmith. He would give me a little slip that said, hey, you have X amount of gold with me. And instead of going back to the goldsmith to get the gold, I just could use that little piece of paper, right? I could transfer that. We all knew who the goldsmith was. So it was great. So that became this early form of currency because the paper is not valuable, but what it represents is. Mm -hmm. And so cryptocurrency is a, just a digital form of currency. It's like cash. We've had digital currency for a very long time. Most currency or most cash that's out in the world is not physical. Um, it's, it's at banks, it's, it's ones and zeros in a system somewhere. This is just a different form of that that's not tied to a particular government or any authority, um, and it exists on a very public and open network. 
So that not being tied to any government or authority, is that what makes it uniquely special from other types of you know, digital transactions? It's, it's, it's definitely a big part of it. Um, it is a, a truly open and, and digital currency. It's not really tied to anything. So I think that's, uh, there's a lot of people that, that find value in that. Um, I think that's part of the reason that it, that's why it was created. Um, it's become popular because it's, you know, it's very easy. There's anonymity, anonymity to it. Um, but I think, you know, everyone sees different things in it. But ultimately, so, it's just a way to have hold value and to transfer that value. So not being backed by a government, some degree of anonymity. What are some of the other reasons like I would want to transfer money and hold value in a cryptocurrency? Well, a lot of people today are looking at it from an investment standpoint. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily a long-term, uh, I guess, a good reason in the long term to, to get involved with it because it's very volatile right now. Um, it's new, and you know, it's, it's, we're probably sitting on a bubble. I think a lot of people will tell you that there's um, there's a lot of hype in it right now. It's probably going to drop down. We've seen that before. Um but people are investing in it, just like any other currency. People do that, um, and they'll hold that. Um, but I think the 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 ability for you to easily transfer money um, directly from person to person, digitally, is, is where the long term value is. Because today, if you want to transfer money digitally, you've got a lot of middlemen, and a lot of them are banks. And you know that's it may be weird to hear from someone that that's at a bank. Um, but anything that we can do to streamline that, I think people are, are going to be drawn to. Mm. So is that why you really wanted to get into this from a star bank perspective, which is enabling that free transition of currency from in and out? Is that with the driver? No, for us, it, because today we don't we don't actually offer the, the transfer of, of mm. Bitcoin. So it's purely if you would like to acquire it and hold it from an investment standpoint, that's what we're offering. Gotcha. There's a lot of concerns from a, a, a bank's perspective that you know we have obligations to prevent um, the financing of terrorism, uh, money laundering, and things like that. Um, because it's so anonymous, it's very difficult for us to do that. So there's a lot of questions that I think need to be answered before traditional banks uh, can realistically get involved in the actual transaction side of cryptocurrency. So this is more about enabling your investment customers to get into this sort of asset class, if you will, than it is anything else. Yeah, and it's it's really any customers. We're not, you know, we're not specifically targeting those who do investments with us. It's um, it's it's any of our, our retail customers. Right now, it's a closed beta, so we've offered it to customers that have shown interest. But our intention is we'll, we'll open this up and allow um, any of our our customers to get involved. What do you think this means for? fintech regulation and how crypto will be regulated at the federal level for exchange in the United States? You know, I think the, the level of interest that we're seeing is going to dictate some sort of some sort of action. Um, I, I think there's a, a strong case to be made that, that we want banks to be involved in this space rather than um, maybe uh, just fintechs. Uh, that, again, you know, banks are heavily regulated, which can can at times be make it difficult for us to innovate. Um, but because we're regulated, you know, there's a certain stability that comes with that, and so um, I think it's it's in the best interest of you know the general public to allow banks a little bit more leeway to get into these spaces, so that we can provide them with I think a little more peace of mind for customers. Um, I've had a lot of 
customers come to me and say, I wouldn't necessarily get involved in this, but because Star's doing it and I trust Star, I'm more willing uh, to get involved. So you're kind of a legitimizing factor in many ways for people in their minds. Yeah, that's how, what we like to think, and that mm-hmm. seems to be the, the sentiment from our customers. Mm-hmm. You know, at the studio, we're all about innovation and opportunity. So thinking about the question, what opportunities does the whole cryptocurrency space provide? If I was sitting there as a potential entrepreneur or maybe somebody wanting to start a business, um, you know, what does the rise of cryptocurrency mean from an opportunity for me? You know, I think... Uh, I think cryptocurrency is just a part when we when we look at the bigger picture of kind of this idea of crypto. Um, you know, I think blockchain technology, adding the additional layers on top of the, the currency piece like you know NFT, smart contracts, um, building faster uh, payments networks on top of those. I think that's where the real opportunity is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the ability to move money. Uh, is is very difficult to do it fast and to do it accurately and in a way that's secure. Um, I think if if I'm looking at the banking landscape, I think payments is a is a a big opportunity. And there's a number of things that are kind of in the works now um, that are outside of kind of the blockchain and, and cryptocurrency space. But I think there's a, a really good opportunity for someone to come up with um, a way to use these technologies that make it f- easier to move money. Um, outside of just the more anonymous space, because I think there is, you, I think there are going to be, especially when you're talking like B2B, um, you want some degree of audit and tracking and knowing where your money's coming and going. Yeah, let's talk about that, uh, that sort of underlying layer that had to be put into cryptocurrency, this blockchain thing, right? So that's another thing that other people have heard thrown about as a buzzword or whatever. Can you, in like layman's terms, explain what the blockchain really is and why it's necessary for a cryptocurrency? Yeah. Um, so I usually like to try to explain this as, you know, if you think about, you know, you're sitting with your friends and you're watching, you know, a football game, right? And maybe you like to make little bets back and forth. And so it's really, um, it's kind of painful if you're all eating, you've got a lot of food, you don't want to get your know, money dirty, you don't want to get your food, you know, money's not clean, you don't want to touch the nacho cheese and stuff after you've been handling money. So no kidding. You, know, you decide, okay, we're just going to write down who's, who owes who what and, and who's won, and then at the end of that, we're going to true up, right? So that's a, that's a ledger. That's how banks operated before we had fancy technology um, and people like me to run it. Uh, we had books, and we still have a lot of those books back in our warehouse, um, and it was just transactions. And so you think about, okay, what's the, you know, the limitations of that? Well, how do I authenticate who's done my transactions? Uh, we could have people sign them, right? But there's issues with signatures, and so that's where like cryptography can let us change that physical signature into a digital signature, and then that lets us replicate because if I have one book, that's a weakness. And so now I can have multiple copies, and that's this distributed ledger idea. Um, And then the blockchain is really just taking a ledger, breaking it into little blocks. You secure it with cryptography, uh, and then you spread it out so that everyone has a copy, everyone can get the transactions, and there's not a single entity that really controls it. So it's a secure digital ledger of all of the, I guess, bitcoins or whatever, or cryptocurrency or whatever that's being transferred between different people and who owns what 
Correct. Yeah. And that's where, you know, really the, the opportunity lies is because it's, you know, cryptocurrency is just basically using that ledger to say, you know, John has one coin, he transfers half a coin to Brian, but that's not all you could put there, right? It could be, you know, John owns this real estate and mm. has transferred it to Brian. So, so you, you can know, use the blockchain records. for other things besides just cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, then that explains a lot. I can think of a lot of things that you might want to have a secure digital ledger of, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so that would be a huge opportunity, like, um, y- you know, maybe like food, like and how you move food through the distribution network or uh, anything really valuable, I would think, right? Oh, absolutely. Medical data, um, yeah, medical records, um, smart contracts are something that I think is really interesting. You know, because this is digital and it's software, you know, you could you can have you know self-executing code, right? So when certain things happen, you know, the contract actually does does things. Um, so then that you know that can initiate other actions, and that sits all on the blockchain. And just because it's out there and it's public doesn't necessarily mean that you can see it, right? You can still encrypt what's on the blockchain. So that only the parties involved see it, but there is a common space where it's shared and not, you know, owned by one individual. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I have two questions. The first is: Has blockchain always been a part of crypto? So when that first started, they kind of launched together so that those transactions could be tracked. Yeah. So um, you know, blockchain was invented specifically to to implement Bitcoin as a cryptocurrency. So um, it came out of the idea that, that you know, the individuals that's, that created it wanted to create this digital currency. They needed a way to do it that was going to be secure, um, that couldn't be changed, right? So it needed to be immutable, and they wanted it to be distributed. And so that's blockchain was really the, the solution to get to a, a, a digital currency that people had been looking for. That's interesting. And the second is, what were your customers using before they had the Star Bank alternative for their crypto? currency holdings uh yeah so you know we, we have customers that use a, a, a number of apps that are available today like coinbase Robinhood. um but again you know i think those those tools are, are things that savvy uh folks were using not necessarily our, our normal everyday customers and so we feel the opportunity is to to get more people at least give them the option if they they choose to uh to get involved mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see there's probably all kinds of opportunities to be able to embed not only cryptocurrency, but also um, blockchain technologies and all kinds of things. If you were advising like a prospective entrepreneur or, a, you know, just somebody who wanted to be innovative in their own company on how they might, what they might look into to be able to do this, what would you tell them? Uh, you know, I would start with, there's a lot of, uh, of really good um, platforms out there now, um, you know, blockchain as a as a concept and a technology has been out for a while, and so it's actually really easy to get started. Um, you know, I'll plug SimpaChain. They're out of South Bend, Indiana. Um, they have a really amazing platform uh, to get started, but they're not the only ones. There's ways that you can easily start developing on you know public or your own private uh, blockchain. Mm-hmm. What did you have to do to get into this business? Like, who did you have to partner with? You talk about that company in South Bend, which I agree is pretty cool. Who who did you lean on to kind of help the bank get into this space? Yeah, so we have had a partnership for a, a number of years with a company called uh, Alchemy Technology. They're out of 
uh, Dallas, Texas, um, and they create uh, digital banking software. Um, so as a community bank, you know, we do have in-house developers. Um, we have a pretty strong team of, of folks to run our technology, but you know, to actually build from the ground up a digital banking platform is prohibitive uh, for us. And so we partner uh, with Alchemy to provide kind of this platform that then on top of we can build you know, the specifics of what we want to offer our customers. So that's a long-standing partnership that we've had with them to help us deliver uh, the, the actual digital products. And then we've partnered with NIDIG. Uh, they're a company out of New York um, who is regulated by the New York Department of Financial Services. Uh, they actually handle all of the crypto transactions. Um, they have the, the cold storage, the secure sto- cold storage of the, the assets. Um, and then they carry that on their balance sheets because today we, we can't have uh, cryptocurrency on our, our balance sheet as a state chartered institution. Hmm, interesting. So the banking laws haven't exactly kept up with the technology, which is, I guess, no big surprise, right? No, no. I, I think there's still um, a lot to be done. I think the, the conversations are being had, but um, I think there's still, still a lot that we need to figure out in that space. Brian Avery. The Bank of Awesome becomes even more awesome with this awesome stuff that you guys are doing with blockchain and Bitcoin. Anything else, Laura, we want to ask him before we let him escape back into the uh, cool space that he's in? I don't think so. Thanks for coming down, Brian. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate having you on the program today. and Good luck with all this. And how would they get a hold of you if they have any questions that they'd like to ask you about all this? Uh, so we have locations throughout uh, Indiana. Uh, stop into one of our branches. Uh, our bankers would love to talk to you about um, the, the Bitcoin or any other services that we offer. Brian Avery, Star Bank, fantastic team, fantastic organization. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Thank you.